I welcome you to Hello. another edition of On The Mark Sports Talk uh, with your host, as usual, Mark with a C. And for those keeping track, <laughs> this is our 179 show in 179 consecutive weeks. That's amazing. Kind That's of hard. amazing. <laughs> and listen, you know, as we get close to 200, I, I was thinking maybe we should even change the, the opening theme song if we can. Yeah, I love that song. Here come the Yankees. I mean, like, put that on and someone says to me, where can I buy that? <laughs> where can I download that from? Where's the full version? <laughs> <laughs> uh, how is everyone doing today? How are you? Good. Pretty good. Pretty good. good. Doing good. I hope you're enjoying, at least in the New York area, I hope you're enjoying the fabulous weather we've had mm. the last few days. Not a cloud in the sky since Sunday. I've not seen a cloud, including today, since Sunday. But, of course, it's going to change tomorrow with the rain, rains Friday and Saturday. These things happen. But, okay, we enjoyed it. Could be our last hurrah for the warm weather. Hey, I want a little story here. How many of you have seen those spotted lantern flies? Yeah. Yes. Mark, they were all over the beach, Long Beach. There were hundreds of them. Everywhere. The Long Beach. They call it the invasive insect pest from Asia that feeds on trees and plants. Uh, A little history here. First found in the United States in Pennsylvania in 2014. And not seen in New York until 2020. Didn't know that. Uh, we're told to kill them immediately if you see them. Uh, don't feel sorry for them. It, oh, it's only a bug. They do more harm than good. Kill it, they say. Kill it. Well, I did see one the other day on my front porch. First, I almost passed it by. Uh, uh, then my eyes caught something. In the corner of your eye, you see something. That, and and, and uh, I was picking up my newspapers, and there, there it was, 8 o'clock in the morning. Um, my brain said, kill it, right? But then I said, it's only a defenseless tiny insect. <laughs> and I try not to kill spiders and other various bugs. I'm one of those people. Ants are cool. You might see hundreds, hundreds of them at one time, and hours later, they're gone. So why stomp on them? They're going to go anyway. Bye-bye. But back to the lanternfly. Okay, kill. But how? They say step on them. However, do I want all their insides and guts on my sneakers? (laughs) So I decided to swipe them. Uh, uh, with my newspaper that had the protective plastic over it, I smacked it down and they're still moving. So I smacked it again. Almost like that guy in the uh, the house the other day when he was, when you saw that the uh, they they removed the speaker and he was so pissed he just spanked he smacked the gavel so hard. And you guys see that? Yeah, you gotta see. He did that. Anyway, oh, yeah, I smacked house. it again with the newspaper. Still moving. Uh, 
I thought I heard the lantern fly look at me and say, is that all you have? <laughs> <laughs> I had a toy shovel that was sitting on the porch from the grandkids. I picked it up and banged it using the reverse side of the shovel. Lanternfly laughed at me. <laughs> well, the insect kindly fell off where it was on the ledge. And I said, you know what? I, I got to do this. So I looked up into the heavens and said, please forgive me. <laughs> As I stepped on the bug, rotating my toe from left to right and right to left, I had to squish it and dead. I did remove my foot. I did get that junk on the sole of my feet, but it was dead. Yay. Uh, Yay. And that's my story for the day. <laughs> so I hope you guys uh, don't go through that. But they don't die so quickly. Unless you yeah. stop. You got a question? <laughs> comment? Go ahead there. Yeah. Your story reminds me. I must have been about 11, 12 years old, and I was watching my neighbor's cement get it, my uh, sidewalk getting cemented. And they use this oil and they clear it, you know, they straighten out the cement so it really looks nice. And I was watching them do it and they're wiping their brow. And I was wearing flip flops at the time. And just when they're finished, and I was standing right there and I was watching them finish, a bee went between my heel and the flip flops and stung me. And I jumped and I went, whoop, and I jumped right into the cement. Which is oh, a crazy story. Unbelievable. I right, want to go to uh, uh, Gerald. We'll start with you, the bio of the week. I was going to reverse the order today, but let's go to you since I just talked for a few minutes. Uh, by the way, you're sponsored by Tinted Windows. Mm. Okay. your bio of the day. Bio of the week. Okay, Jack Roosevelt Robinson, a brief biography. <clears throat> Jackie Robinson played professional sports beyond baseball. I'm going to briefly review some of his MLB accomplishments and give a short chronology of his life. At the very end, I will have some comments on his football and basketball skills, baseball accomplishments. And this is a, a comment before I get into it. His baseball accomplishments were incredible, considering that in his final year at UCLA, he batted 097. In addition, from the end of his college ba baseball career in 1940 to 1945, he played no organized baseball. Rookie of the year in 1947, he had a lifetime batting average of 311, an all-star from 1949 to 1954. He played in six World Series and contributed to the Brooklyn Dodgers' only world championship in 1955. He was inducted into the Hall of Fame in 1962, a great and short career from 1947 to 1956. <clears throat> Just wanted to add something very qu uh, quickly. From 1947 to 1956, the player who had the best war was Stan Musial. The second highest war was Jackie Robinson during that period. Jackie Robinson grew up in Pasadena, California. Growing up in poverty, he was excluded from many recreational activities. As a result, he joined a neighborhood gang. Fortunately, his friend persuaded him to quit the gang. Recognizing his athletic talents, 
Jackie's older brothers inspired Jackie to pursue his interest in sports. He excelled in baseball, basketball, football, and track in high school, junior college, and college. At UCLA, became the school's first athlete to win varsity letters in four sports. By the way, the requirement to be awarded a varsity letter includes being in good athletic standing and good academic standing. As an illustration of his athletic prowess on the UCLA football team in 1939 as a running back, he averaged 12.2 yards per attempt on 42 carries. That's pretty good. He was also an accomplished tennis player and had the potential to be a great golfer. In 1945, Jackie Robinson played baseball for the Kansas City Monarchs of the Negro Leagues. 1946, Branch Rickey, after scouting the Negro Leagues for talented players to join the Dodgers, signed Jackie Robinson. Jackie fought back against racial animus in the military and at Pasadena College. The two agreed that Jackie is the first black player in the modern era would not fight back against racial animus that he would face in breaking the color barrier. Jackie was very successful in, in that regard and the rest is history. Jackie's brother, Mac, thought he was a much better football player than baseball player. Wilbur Johns, Jackie's basketball coach at UCLA, thought that Jackie could have been the best basketball player ever. Just want to add parenthetically, I can find no videos on him playing basketball on the internet. If you, As previously mentioned, if you Google video of football player Jackie Robinson, you'll be able to see a five minute and 38-second sec video of the highlights of his UCLA football career. Number 28, you will see, was a great ball carrier, receiver, passer, and punt returner. I read that Jackie, that Jackie ran rings around the first dominant big man in professional basketball, George Mikan. Jackie played professional football and basketball. He turned down a very lucrative offer from the Harlem Globetrotters as he had a hard calling to play for the Dodgers and break the color barrier. By the way, the Globetrotters offered him $10,000 per year, and the Dodgers paid him $5,000 a year. But, of course, he, he thought that the Dodger uh, contract uh, would lead to much better things, and it did. This concludes my biography of Jackie Robinson. You left out that he was a very, very highly literate syndicated columnist. Yes. And, and he was an executive with Chuck Full of Nuts, and, and, and he did a lot of uh, things to help uh, his race, all, all kinds of things. But I, I didn't want to emphasize that. I wanted to emphasize more his athletic prowess. Yep. Yep. Good mm -hmm. job. Anybody else want to comment? Michael. Well, two things. Number one, he refused to go to the Giants, and that would have been weird to see back Robinson in a, in a giant uniform. And the other thing, for me, as a kid growing up in the Bronx, where it was a hotbed of Giant fans, I experienced the uh, the hate and the vitriol that people had, baseball fans had, towards Jackie Robinson, and it was it was fascinating. I said, "Holy cow! Why why do they hate somebody that much?" And uh, it was downright nasty. Hmm. 
But by the way, I just wanted to add, we all know he passed away at a very young age, age of 52 from diabetes and heart disease. Probably, probably all that pressure uh, contributed to that. And, right. and it right. also added somewhat of a tough home life. I believe one of his one of his sons died from a yes. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Very, very prematurely gray, Jerry. He uh he had the last couple of years of his career. Yes, yes. That's from Cirrus. Yeah. I think his son was the roller derby uh it, it still amazes me that in his final in his final year at UCLA, he batted 097, played mm -hmm. no organized ball for about five years. And and a year or two later, became the rookie of the year in baseball. He must have practiced twenty four seven to to be able to do that. I would think. Jerry, what professional football team did he play for? You know, Jeff, I'd have to look it up. It, it, it it's not an NFL team. He didn't have a chance because right. of blows. But I, I I don't know exactly. But I did read not only that, but he also played professional basketball and. And I thought that offer by the uh, Harlem Globetrotters wasn't well known by you guys. No. Didn't no. know. No. For a guy that was only 6'1", anyway. Yeah. yeah. All right. Nice uh, story there. We'll look forward to next week's story. You'll tell me yeah. what it is. Don't tell me today. Tell well, me and he, later. Died, and he died at 53, I think. 52, yeah. I think. 52? Yeah. Yeah. He, was, he was essentially he was blind at the end yeah. of his life. Yep. Yeah. Well, the diabetes, diabetes probably did that. And um, he only played for nine years then, right? You said 47. Right. Uh, 57. Uh, 47. He played 10 years. 10 years? 10 years. Yeah. Ten years. Mm -hmm. Very good. Uh, let's move on. Uh, Milton, you name that tune. Okay. You're up there now. Give me uh, one second. Oh. <laughs> you had 10 minutes to prepare. Come on. No. Come on. <laughs> Did I surprise you? All right. This group comes from Rhode Island. It's a trio. They played for all the dances and proms in Rhode Island. They had a double-sided big hit in 1960. Both sides are terrific records, but I'm going to play you uh, one. Double-sided hit. In the 30 seconds, guys. Let it go a couple seconds. Not bad. That's good. I'm going to pick the needle up. No. All right. Pick the needle up. Okay. This Anybody? Song, Mr. Lonely? Yes, Bobby it Vinton? is. No. Oh. Bobby Vinton had a song later, Mr. Lonely. Yeah. This was a double-sided hit by a group called the Videls, V-I-D-E-L-S, and the other side was I'll Forget You. Two big hits by the same uh, hmm. group. 
They sounded like the Skyliners a little bit. Yeah. Milton, what year was that? 1960. And and what number did it go to? What number did it peak? They it didn't get number one, but they were both sides were big hits. I don't remember in New York, one. Rhode Island. They were from, and they were. Yeah, I know, but was it hidden? I can't. I don't remember it at all. Yep, the Vidal's. You could play. You could play the other side on YouTube. Yeah. I'll forget you, which was a very good song too. E I D E L L S. V I D E L S. Just the one L. Oh, one L. E E L. Okay. All right, you you stumped us. Right. Yeah, right. That time you stumped us. Yeah. First, good, time. Built. First time. First time. I got some also from 1978, 80. I'll play them. Very good record. Very right. good songs that a lot of people may have forgotten it, but they were big hits. We'll All get right. to them. All right. Yeah. Thank you, Milton. All right. Let's go on to I have one beep beep. Strange, unusual name this week. And uh, this is a current football player for the Jacksonville uh, Jags, uh, Duan or Dwayne du- Smoot. <laughs> S-M-O-O-T. Smoot. 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 Yeah, so D-A-W-U-A-N-E. So that's happened to be Dwayne, right? Dwayne. Dwayne Smoot, linebacker. Dwayne Hickman. Dwayne Hickman, right? Sounds British smooth. And they have a brother, Daryl? Right. Daryl, Daryl and Dwayne. Daryl. All right, let's go on to this day in sports. Ding, ding, da, dong, da, dong. I should got a theme song for that one, right? (laughs) Uh, A couple, this is a lot happened today on uh, October 5th. Well, in 1887, some of you might have been there. The first women's United States National Championship in tennis was held at the Philadelphia Cricket Club. And someone by the name of Ellen Hansel, like Hansel and Gretel, wins the first event beating someone named Laura Knight. I'm sure you knew that. (laughs) Yeah, sure. Uh, In 1908, the White Sox had a pitcher, Ed Walsh. Some of you might have that name. Well, he won his 40th game of the season today Mm -hmm. in 1908. And in 1912, the Boston Red Sox beat the Philadelphia A's uh, for their 105th win of the season. Uh, It was a major league record at that time until 1927 when the Yankees won 110. In 1912, the New York Highlanders played their last game at Hilltop Stadium uh, and the Brooklyn Dodgers' last game at Washington Park. So I guess the Dodgers went to Ebbets Field and I guess the uh, the Yankees went to with Is Hilltop Park? No, they went to the Polo Grounds, right? They went to the Polo yeah. Grounds. Yeah. 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 Hilltop Park was in Manhattan also. Yeah. 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 In 1915, Tigers... Ty Cobb steals his 96th base. And, you know, growing up, we, that was like the uh, the number. You're, oh, the, no one's going to steal more than 96 bases. And then along comes Maury Wills in 1962, and he steals 104. Of course, that record's been broken since. Uh, let's see. Now, now, Michael had this down for yesterday, but 1921, I saw the first World Series radio broadcast 
Yankees and Giants at the Polo Grounds with sports writer Grantland Rice at the call. Very interesting. Rice was not at the game. He was in a studio in WJZ and also WGY. I don't know how you could be in two studios at once. Reading <laughs> updates, receiving them uh, via telegraphs. Right. Yeah. And he's telling what's going on. That must have been cool, huh? Yeah. Like Wes Kreider. Yeah, for the, for the Giants. Yeah. yeah. When they right. moved to San Francisco. In yeah. 1932, with new ownership, the Detroit Falcons officially changed their name to the Detroit Red Wings. Mm. 1932. Mm. In 1941, this is a famous one, Brooklyn Dodgers catcher Mickey Owens uh, drops yeah. that third strike, third strike yeah. allowing Tommy Hendrick to reach first base safely. That would have been the last out mm. of the World Series. The Yankees go on to score four and win the game seven to four, and they win the series. And they win the series four games to one. Yankee luck. Yeah, 1947, Brooklyn outfielder uh, Al Gianfrido makes that oh, fabulous yeah. catch of yep. Joe DiMaggio uh, in um, Game Six of the World Series. And the Dodgers went on to win the game eight to six. That's when uh, DiMaggio showed, showed a little uh, motion, motion by kicking the dirt right in the base. Yeah. Let's see. In 1949, sports writer Robert R U A R K Ruark first reports that golf great Bobby Jones has a rare spinal disease, Syngomyella which prevents him from ever playing golf again. The great Bobby Jones. Uh, in 1950, Boston Celtics owner Walter Brown and coach Red Auerbach draw out of the hat three names because the, the Chicago Stags became defunct and they had to get rid of their players. And the Celtics picked Bob Cousy, Cousy. one of those names. And the rest is history for that. Mm. You, you know why they picked Bob Cousy? Well, they picked him out of the hat. Yeah, but I'm okay. But you, you know why they really wanted him? Because Not so much for his playing ability, but because he went to Holy Cross and he, they thought he'd be a, uh, a draw attraction. Oh. Yeah. yeah. And he also went to Andrew Jackson High School. Right. My mother knew him in the high school. Really? He was a senior. I think my mother was a little freshman. Mm. Now Campus Magnet High School. Yeah. In 19, this game I remember, 1966, the Baltimore Orioles reliever, Mo Drabowski, who yeah, I think right. they, uh, a Jewish guy, right? Jewish guy. He comes out of the bullpen, fans 11 Dodgers, allows only one hit in six and two-thirds innings, and they yeah. win game one of the World Series. I remember that game. Yeah, I think he was born in Poland, actually. Right, the SKY. I enjoyed that series. Yeah, in 67, the following year, Jim Lomborg pitches a one hitter for the Red Sox over the Cardinals to even up the series 1 1. And that game, he has his two home runs, but of course, the Cardinals win the World Series. In 1976, Major League Baseball has their expansion draft for the Seattle Mariners. And the Toronto Blue Jays, the Mariners select Rupert Jones with their number one pick. Uh, yeah, I remember him. And the Blue Jays select Bob Baylor, who was a infielder slash mm. outfielder. 
Uh, in 82, the first NHL game for the New Jersey Devils. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. they play the Penguins. The game ends in a 3-3 tie. Yeah, after they move and from Colorado. Some guy named Don Lever. Yeah. Remembers him. Scored yeah. the very, very first goal. Uh, in 83, Edmonton Oiler Wayne Gretzky scores a goal versus Toronto. And uh, scores a goal. Goes on to score a goal. Uh, for the next 51, it's either a goal or a point for the next 51 games. Or, I didn't get or that. Assist. Yeah. So a goal, a a point, 51 consecutive mm-hmm. games. Huh. Uh, in 1991, here's a good one. Fresno State University ties an NCAA record with 49 points in one quarter, huh. and they beat New Mexico 94 to 17. Huh. <laughs> Imagine going back to your team, to your your university. You just lost 94 to 17, 1991. In 94, the NBA shortens the three-point distance line uh, to 22 feet. It must have been 25 feet to get more offense. Now, what's the line now? It's 30 feet? No. What's the distance for a three-point shot? Anybody know? I think it's 22-9. Yeah. In the, cor- in the corners, it's less. What is it in the corners? Shot. Yeah. All right, we can find that. Uh, let's see. In 1996, the Indians pitchers strike out 23 Orioles in a 12-inning game at Jacobs Field. In 96, more recently, Bernie Williams, homers from both sides of the plate as the Yankees beat the Rangers to win the America League Division Series in 2001. Barry Bonds hits number 71 and 72 uh, at Pac Bell, Pac Bell Park. Is that what it was called, Howie? Pac yeah. Bell Park or Pac yep. Stadium? Pac Bell Park. Okay. Originally. And he, and he breaks Mark McGuire's record of 70. In 2001, on this day, the Mariners, Seattle Mariners, win their 115th game, become the winningest team in American League history. Passing the Yankees from 1998. What the Yankees have? 114? 14. 14. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 114. In 2001, also, the Braves on this day become the first pro sports team to win 10 consecutive division titles. <laughs> the Celtics and the Lakers had nine. Uh, I want to skip a couple. In 2003, the Cubs win their first postseason series since 1908 <laughs> as they beat the Braves. 2004, Scotty Pippen retires. 2005, Wayne Gretzky makes his coaching debut for the who? Arizona Phoenix, yeah. Phoenix Coyotes, right? And they lost. Uh, in 2005, NHL opens the regular season after a 10-month lockout, which wiped out the entire 2004-05 season. In 2007, after years of angry denials, triple gold medal sports American sprinter Marion Jones admits she used steroids in 2000 to 2001 and pleads guilty to lying to federal investigators. And she announced her retirement and apologized and returned the medals to the USOC. And that is what happened on this day. Hope you enjoyed that. Gerald, follow Okay, so I did a little research. How long is an NBA three-point shot? The NBA has a 22-foot uh, 
three-point line okay. in the corners and a 23-foot, nine-inch line elsewhere. That's what Steve said. Yeah. I, I, I wasn't sure if he said right. that. Okay. Good. Thank you. All right, let's go on to sports stories by Larry. Uh, you're sponsored today by Chicken Soup. Well, that's good. Okay. <laughs> go ahead. My story this week is entitled New Features for Awarding Gold Gloves. As you know, since 1958, the Gold Glove has been awarded annually for superior defense at each position in each MLB league. Winners receive a, a glove made from gold lame, tanned leather, and affixed to a walnut base. Rawlings, the American sports goods company, provides the awards and sets the rules for receiving them. Usually, these awards are announced on November 1st. Here are four key features for their awarding. First, managers and coaches vote for the defensive players, but their vote counts for only 75% of the total, and they cannot vote for their own players. Second, the Society for American Baseball Researchers Sabermetric Defense Index, or SDI, accounts for the remaining 25% of the vote. The SDI rates defenders for arm strength, accuracy, range, sure-handedness, as well as for unusually good or bad defensive plays. Third, there are minimum playing times to be eligible for a gold glove. For example, a catcher must have played in at least 69 games or half of his team's first 138 games. And outfielders must have played in the field approximately 7.5 innings per game for his team's first 138 games. Fourth and finally, Recently, the Gold Glove Awards were extended beyond individual full-time defenders. Starting in 2020, Rawlings has issued Gold Glove Awards for team defense. And starting in 2022, another has been added for utility players. That completes my story for this week. Two minutes and 20 seconds. Very good. <laughs> Who has comments? Wow, no one wants to comment on that one, huh? You know, I always you get the list of players uh, who, who win the gold gloves. And again, you, you, you gave the reason how they're picked. But, um, and you can't pick for your own team. That makes sense. But sometimes you say, I thought that player over there was a great defensive player all year and he didn't get anything. Well, and we don't see everybody, so we don't know. I, I don't know. Uh, Gerald? I, I'm curious, Larry, I don't know if you went over this, the origin of 138 games, seven and a half times up per game. I don't know where they got that from, but that's that's fascinating to what me. What about the last 30 games, 20 games, 30 games? Well, yeah. You know why they do that. They need time to go through their their thing to, to, to make the award. 
So right. they somebody all of a sudden he goes on a a streak of various games, <laughs> and, and, but he wins anyway. <laughs> yeah, well, it's interesting that Lindor and Swanson are 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 slated to pass to win the uh, the Gold Glove for shortstop. And of course, as yeah. you all know, Ozzy Ozzy Smith had thirteen Gold Gloves at shortstop. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Fred, Larry did. Do they give a gold glove for just the out, like three outfielders, or do they do left left field, center field, or right field? They do. They do it for all of them. No, no. I mean, each by positions. Right? So, in other words, like three left fielders, can't, three center fielders can't win, right? It's, it's a it's by position, right? Well, that's it's by question. position. Oh. oh, I thought they could pitch it for three outfielders. Okay, good question. Okay, thank you, uh, Larry, for that. It was good. We're going to go on to Michael's Yankees and Jets. Jets rants, if you have anything. Sponsored by the Early Bird Special. <laughs> oh, I love that. Remember those? Yeah, still around. Right. I just night, Early Bird Special. I, I, I start off with something pretty interesting. I just Googled out of curiosity the most valuable sports league in the world. And it turns out, to nobody's surprise, the NFL is the most valuable sports league in the world thanks to a guaranteed television deal that could be worth more than $126 billion in the year 2023. With that being said, I'm a big sports fan, and I love my football. I'm a big baseball fan also. I love, I love baseball more. But with the NFL, I'm a Jet fan, as everybody knows, and I've never, ever, ever seen any year where the NFL is marketed more tremendously, more exclusively, more interestingly in all my years whatsoever. And it might have started maybe six months before the uh, season when everybody was wondering who would, who was the Jets quarterback going to be and all the concern about Rodgers and all the hoopla about Rodgers. And he goes into a uh, box for four days. And then you know what happened when uh, the first game started. And then you have in the stands uh, Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey, and there's a big romance going on. And yet you read articles that it might be a hoax. It might be a publicity stunt. And then you hear about uh, Zach Wilson being the worst quarterback ever played. And then, much to my surprise, I was listening to Tiki and, uh, and, and, and BT, whatever their names are, and they were saying that he's a superstar. He's a budding superstar. And sure enough, he played like as good a quarterback as you'd ever want to see. And the NFL is amazing what's going on. And then even, even with what happened with the Giants, with the uh, the uh, offensive uh, guy. I mean, that's so interesting. It, does he, is it terrible what he did? Or if everybody else was booed, what, what would you do? And all of this, I've never seen more NFL storylines in my entire life. And it's such an interesting season. And what the hell is uh, Zach, Zach Wilson going to bring to the stands, bring, bring to that game this coming Sunday? Will it be the old Zach Wilson or he will be the great Zach Wilson? Time will tell. That's my Some, Jets report. Something in the middle. Was there, there ever a great, was there ever a great better, Zach Wilson? He better Sunday night. Yeah. Sunday night. Right? Sunday night, right? And, and, with the, and, and with the Yankees, holy cow, look what the plan is. The plan is... There's no plan. Cashman is staying. <laughs> Boone is staying. And 
it appears that they're going to let uh, Cole and and Judge have a little bit more involvement in the uh, in, in the in the planning of the season. And I understand that Stanton, instead of going on one of his usual uh, overseas trips, he's going to what he'd call a lab and try to figure out where his swing went. Okay. But as far as the Yankees are concerned, I said this before, the most, and I followed the Yankees since 1955, the year that I cried three days after that World Series. <laughs> right? The most annoying baseball season, the most annoying year of following my team in the history of my life and all of the things that Boone did, a lot of the things that Boone did, people like to, to defend Boone. He has no intuitive skills, very, very poor intuitive skills. And he's always doing the wrong thing at the wrong time. And that's why in the most annoying season that I've ever had. And that's my report. At least he's not the manager of the Blue Jays. That's another one. Right. Yeah. Mike, if, 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 you compare, if you compare Boone yeah. with Kevin Cash, of the Tampa Bay Rays, and they're cut out of a mold. They're but, you know, 100% analytically driven guys. But they're told what to do. From above. Um, from above. They're told right. what to do. It's like, right. it's like you have a script. It's like you have a Broadway show. You, here's, here's the script. This is how we're going to do it, and we're not going to vary it. But right. that's only for the Managers, they're, 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 they're not giving them to see what's going on inside the game, and that's what's ruining baseball. That they're not managing, you know, from what's what's happening during a, a particular. Uh, game. The script is coming from who? The general manager, you saying? The analytics. analytics. The analytic, and, but and, the analytic and, team has to. And, has and, to and, and what, what do you what do you think Judge was talking about when he said things have to change? And 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 Judge, by the way, you know, this year he met. He was meeting. He he had to say he was meeting one, once a month with Hal Steinbrenner, and it's good that him and Cole are going to meet with him. And maybe things will change, and maybe they'll let the manager manage as that how that game is evolving, and and not say you're going to take this guy out at 100 automatically, which is 100 pitches. How is his arm today? You know, you know. For example, hopefully, hopefully things will change. Fred, who makes up the lineup card for the Yankees? Analytics. Analytics. It, it, it's coming. It's coming. I mean, there are certain there are certain parts of analytics which. You know, not bad. I mean, I mean, if a certain player is like, say, you know, zero for fifteen against a certain pitcher, yeah, maybe he shouldn't play that game. You know, that's that's a good of history, but it's just I too agree. much in certain situations. You have to do this. You you know, you can't bunt with a man on second, nobody out because he can't give up an out. You got to right. worry about how that game is going. You know, we you know, and that's the spontaneity is being taken out of baseball. Yeah, for sure. Some rumors that. Uh, that's why Showalter was fired, because he yeah. would not follow well, 100. Well, that, well, that's another thing. The, 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 the Mets are a very classless team. The way they did that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And I, and I hope they lose every game next year. No. I understand. Epler resigned. A friend of mine told me Epler just resigned. Really? Right. Is that true? Right. Just announced that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, I didn't, oh, I didn't hear that. that. That must have just happened. Yeah, it just happened. Yeah, it just happened today. Wow. Then the half hour. Oh, wow. The guy is there. Stern is there. I mean, I mean Stern. Stern. Yeah. You know, all, 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 of a sudden, all of a sudden, a boy genius. Yeah. yeah. Don't, don't oh, I hope they fall flat on their face. Don't feel too it's badly it's for Stern. Like the epitome of a Shana Yingle, though, Fred. By the way, did, any, did anybody read Joel Sherman's column yesterday in the Post? Where no, he said no, the, the Yankees should hire 
Showalter ah, as a director yeah. of quality control. Did you see that, Michael? <laughs> yes, I read that. I loved every every word there. Exactly. All right, couple of comments. Milton. Milton. Yeah, I just wanted to say that I heard that Showalter was forced to play certain players like That's Vogelbach. Right. Like Vogelbach. Right. Daniel Vogelbach. Right. Vogelbach. Apple yeah. forced him to do it. Jerry's favorite. And, and he, <laughs> he even questioned why is Vogelbach on the team. Right. Yes. And he didn't have <laughs> autonomy, what to do there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Joe? No, I was going to say that I think there was a, a move that Kevin Cash did last year in the playoffs where he took the pitcher out. That was uh, three them. years ago. Twenty twenty right. years ago, yeah. 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 A couple Please of years ago. Well, that's, you know, that. This year they were flat. Snell. Yes, it was Snell. That's right. Yeah. This year, this year they were flat. Yeah. And Barrios so, went so, out so, early yesterday. yesterday. Guys, forty-seven pitches. Guys, pitching could take him out. <clears> and, you know. Yeah. You know, you know, know baseball what? needs. Baseball needs some team. Maybe some team this year will win the World Series. Who has denounced a lot of analytics and maybe then things would revert now i'm very very happy that the rays lost they're the ones who invented the so-called opener i mean the most ridiculous thing in the entire world i know it works but it doesn't make baseball great and, and the yankees how the heck could the worst hitter on the team be batting third and fourth stanton is the easiest pitcher to get out the easiest batter to get out on the planet what the heck is he not batting ninth for he should be batting ninth and the same thing with Judge. He's the best hitter. The best hitter. Should, I'm, I'm, I've been weaned on it. The best hitter should be batting third. And but, fourth. you know, but Michael, do you really want Stanton batting ninth? Because how many times he comes around, say he gets on base, then you got the top of the order and you got and you got a guy who can't run on base. <laughs> I know. Stanton but maybe more comments on this. Milton. You know, nope. the, next, the next thing that's going to run the baseball team you watch is going to be artificial intelligence. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Joe, we're almost up to your story. What, what do you want to? No, I just wanted to. I just wanted to say there was a, a nice piece that I saw online today, written by it was in the Times online at least about baseballs being ruined because they they they've introduced all this time management, and baseball is always a game that had no time at all right. involved. It right. just took what it took. No clock, yeah. Yeah, mm, so it was an interesting piece. The, uh, I mean, they're not gonna. It's not gonna happen. But it was. It was actually not true though. There was a. There was. Back in the 19th century, there was a there was a time the batters were not allowed to step out of the box. Oh, it's yeah. built, it was built into the rules, but never enforced. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, anyway, it, was an, it was an interesting. It was an interesting essay. I thought. Okay, uh, Joe. Why don't we go on to? Thank you, Michael. Let's go on to your uh, Mets moments. Yeah, you've There's taken it, some. Taken some of this. Taken... Sponsored by Panama. Panama. <laughs> a man of plan. A man of plan. Yeah, five minutes. Yeah, That's a palindrome. <laughs> it is. Anyway, uh, I was going to start. I was going to lead with um, with uh, Vogelback, but then uh, came out today that Alonzo hired uh, Boris. Right. Yes. Yeah. So the uh, cost yeah. to him just went up <laughs> exponentially. Good for Alonzo. Yeah, yeah, it is good for Alonzo. I also I understand oh. that he also uh, he also had to be uh, dissuaded from running upstairs to um, upper the management couple. after uh, Showalter was let go. That yeah. is correct. He was yeah. he was uh, he was pretty angry about the whole thing. Who that'll get over it because that happens. It's one of those things. But 
I don't know. And the, the other thing going on is the uh, the Cubs apparently are still interested, but I think the Mets are absolutely insane if they don't uh, if they don't re-sign him. Right. I mean, I really do. So even if you have a down year or two toward the end of the contract, I mean, he's just you know he's the big bopper in the middle of the lineup, and um, you take him out. Uh, and the second thing is I was going to talk about uh, the anonymous sources that said that uh, that Epler was the one. This is the front office, I guess, uh, told the, the writer on the Puma, I think it was. I'm not sure. In the Post, who wrote about it, that uh, Buck was told to play uh, Vogelback. Right. Yeah. And I feel I really feel much better now that, you know, that that, that rather than wanting to play him, he was forced to play him and didn't mm-hmm. want to. Yeah. Didn't like him. Didn't think he, you know, he brought nothing to the table other than the ability right. to, you know, maybe hit a home run occasionally or hit a ball far enough so right. that he might make it a second base. But <laughs> Buck, did, Buck didn't like him. Buck felt, no, seriously, Buck felt that he took up, you know, he took up space on the roster that would have been better served by somebody right. who could do, could yeah. do three or right. four things. Because he couldn't play the field. He couldn't. Right. He was a liability. He couldn't, couldn't and do he anything. the bases. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I feel better. I mean, I really feel bad about Bucking, but I I still feel and I, he I'm has a family. You. you know, Vogelback has a family. <laughs> he said, "Listen, he's a Vogelback is considered to be, uh, you know, he's considered to be a nice guy, and I, that's fine. But that's you know, you you don't win penance by keeping people around because they're nice guys. Maybe he should be, you know, maybe he should go into coaching and managing. That that would that would be fine. But uh, he's a liability. I'll make commercials. What's the, what's the call from Bill Terry? Nice guys finish last. Yeah, that was DeRosha, right? That was Bill Terry? I thought it was DeRosha. Yeah. DeRosha. DeRosha. Oh, DeRosha, whatever. DeRosha. Right. Larry, you want to comment? Yeah. Don't feel too sorry for Showalter. I looked it up, and his net worth is $14 million. So maybe he'll retire at age 67. Yeah. I know, but it's still, yeah. it's still, it's still a lousy way. They didn't, they didn't handle it well at all. We really want I it. I agree. We really they they couldn't wait. They couldn't wait. They couldn't wait till Monday morning for Stearns to tell him to his at, face. At least, they, at least they didn't send them out to the West Coast and fire him there. You know. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. that's oh, right. Willie Randolph. Really exactly. Nonetheless, right. the Mets have a habit of doing things. In not, a, uh, not a not a not a not a class. The they should have waited till Monday. I was waiting for a lot of uh, bad news on Monday, but it was just uh, him and I think Nevin. But the only yeah, right. yeah. Yeah, they, they didn't. Usually, usually there's a whole slew of them. There's yeah. one other guy, isn't it? Four. Oh, the, oh, they, oh, the Giants. They, they, they gave, the Giant, the gave Giant. Kapler, yeah. they did a few days before. Yeah. Right. And then, yeah. Last then Fra- Friday. Well, then Francona resigned. You know, he retired. Francona right. retired. Right. 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 Hey, Joe. Yeah. Joe and the rest of you. Didn't you feel that last year, Showalter was more fiery than he was this year? And oh, who's I agree. Say that he is so, I agree. He was so placid this year. Is because he was having some trouble with management. I remember during the playoffs, he went bananas over. Uh, I forgot the incident in the playoffs. He, oh, he Joe Musgrove, right, on, right, right, on right. His ear. Yeah, right. And this year, I remember the way they removed uh, Scherzer with the uh, with the illegal uh, substance, and, and Joe Walter stood there. Yeah. You know, I think in in the past he would have gone bananas. So uh, I think there was something going on in, in management. Yeah, I I I agree. Yeah. I mean, I, he didn't he didn't manage with the sense of urgency that they needed this year. By the time, by the time he woke up, it was way too late. Yeah, you know, there was one. There were one or two games where he put in the relief. You know, the 
the bottom part of the whole uh, bullpen. Of course, there was a the lot of them. Was a mess. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just you know, he just, he just put him in. He didn't play. He didn't play to win every game, which he had to do after a certain point. Yeah, you heard they won that last game. The yeah, one night they got right. to win. Yeah, they, they, yeah right. They were declared to win. Suspended. Well, the last. The last game of the season, Hernandez and Darling and Cohen were talking about it, that there was no way that the Marlins were going to come up to New York yeah. to finish a game. But they reverted no to the eighth take... inning. The Mets were ahead. They get the win. <laughs> Marlins were ahead, I think, right? The Marlins yeah, scored no, two runs in the ninth, top of yeah. the, to take the lead. Right. And right. before, the Mets were ahead. So it's, they never finished that game. The Marlins didn't need it. They made the playoffs anyway. So the game, you know, goes back to the inning before the Mets were ahead. Right. right. All right. Uh, comment, Gerald. Then we go on. Just Joe, this is just a joke. Now that Apple's gone, who's going to get the donuts and coffee for Stearns? <laughs> oh, is Apple gone? I I I looked. I haven't seen. Apple's gone. Apple's gone. He is. Yeah. He said he, he said he wanted Stearns to have a clean slate. I just read yeah. it on that line. No, Lord. He resigned today, Joe. The old regime oh, is dead. Okay. Yeah. All right. New York Giants stuff. New York Giants stuff. Before I talk about before I talk about the current Giants, I just want to say I took a book out of the library today, which I think I started reading by Gary Myers about the '86 Giants. Once a Giant, a story of victory, tragedy, and life after football. I highly recommend this book. Great book, Fred. I know you. I know you read it, Mike. I got I got it from the library today. I just started reading it. And now we can talk about a disgrace of a football team. <laughs> I mean, certainly if you, change you your tune, problem, If you Mr. think there's Fleischer. problems with, with, with your Jets, there is not one facet of the Giants that has played well this year, except for the second half of the game against Arizona. I don't know what's coaching. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't. I don't know what's wrong. I don't know if the offensive line coach is is bad, but it's not all on the offensive line. Jones holds the ball too much. He he look. He, he's not making good decisions. They can't, they can't they can't catch a punt this season this season is I won't say it's over yet but the next two games at Miami and at Buffalo it could very easily be one in five and seasons in the tank and maybe maybe last year was the aberration and not the not, not a sign of good things to come you don't think the Barkley has something to do with this yeah he I think he's gonna play Andrew Thomas's injury has something to do with this, you know. It's just and, and they don't still don't know how to tackle. And then you know they got the tight end Waller, who supposedly you know he was with the, in his best years with the Raiders. He was a pass catching machine. They throw a ball to him once for twelve yards. They got the guy Hyatt. They drafted in the third round, who was the who won the Bletnikoff <laughs> Award as the best wide receiver in college football last year. He's got speed. That's you know speed burner. They don't throw the ball down the field to him except for two two plays against Arizona. The, 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 you know the guy who was a genius play calling last you know last year. All of a sudden, they, everything is a dink dunk. And and they said one play when the Giants um, on on fourth and 11, third and eleven in the first half last year last week and had the ball on their own twenty five. They ran a play because Jones Jones misheard the play going in. Everything that's going wrong is going wrong. I mean, it's just... Did you see the stats last week from that game? Uh, Jones was terror at the stats. I think Jones only had three incomplete passes. Yeah. He, he, if you look at the stats, it was right. 27 to 34, something like that. Yeah. yeah. So, 
something like that. But ninety-seven yard, t- you know, pass for a touchdown. How, how many ten sacks? Yeah, eleven. You know, which, uh, so the eleventh, no, the eleventh was on a was on a gadget play. They sacked a Paris Campbell on an end around. Yeah, right, right, right. So right. So so put the sacks on him, Fred. We had a crappy, we got crappy uh, opponents. How did last year occur then, Fred? I'm sorry. How what? How did last year occur? A, a playoff down team. Like Fred said, it was an maybe the, maybe maybe that was the anomaly. Maybe the Giants decided you know, a new coach well, comes balance, in. I, I don't know. I mean, right? The schedule. schedule you, you do well. You get a you get a good set. You get a hard yeah. schedule and, the following and then, year. And the Giants maybe do lucky in some games. They won a lot of close games, and and, and maybe the maybe. The blowout by the Eagles was a harbinger of things to come, and that was the real Giants. In the, you know, the game in the playoffs. Oh, maybe. They need to you look know? at Daniel Jones's eyes from last week. Yeah. He he looked like he was a deer in the headlights. Exactly. He was. Yeah. He got I mean, it, was I mean, I mean they said huh? on that first, very first play when the two guys got hurt, uh, Schmitz, when they tried that uh, quarterback sneak on fourth and one, they said, Never they never it. have. They never had practiced that play. Right. Dable exactly. said right. all we did was go do a walkthrough of it. Right. I mean, right. you know, I mean, that's, that's, that's right? Yeah. 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 I mean, they tried to have two two rookies at cornerbacks. Banks, the first round draft choice. All right. You know, the second guy they took out last week after a sixth round draft choice. And why is he putting Odori Jackson back? You know, back to receive punts after the other guy fumbled. Jackson. Last year, they put him back to receive punts, and that's how he got hurt. Maybe that's why he didn't try a punt return. Maybe they told him, just catch the ball and don't run. They need a reset. Exactly. They need a reset. They need a reset. That's, what happened. that's what happened to Jason Seahorn. Remember Jason that's Seahorn? Hard to do. Oh, yeah. 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 All right. Thank you. Thank you. That's a good that's rant. It. Good rant there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thank you. By the Who's way, like, you were sponsored yeah, yeah, yeah. by – Answered by sewers. Just want to let you know. That's where they are. That's where they belong. The way Norton, they hey, Norton. 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 All right. Very apt. Very apt. Do you want to comment? Let me move on. I see Jeff. Mark, move on. Yeah, just one thing. Uh, not not about the Giants, but MLB.com did have an article on Epler resigning. Yeah. I see, uh, I see it. Yeah. We can read about it later. I'm sorry. Okay. I didn't mean He's to, gone. Uh, so there'll be a new regime. And the start, they're doing a reset, obviously. Go ahead there, uh, Gerald. I just wanted to make one comment about Epple. We we heard that Epple was instrumental in getting Otani for the Angels when he was GM there. And I heard all this crap. We have to have Epler uh, uh, involved with the Mets because he's the bridge to signing Otani for the Mets. I guess that's a bunch of crap. Gone. Howie, West Coast response. West Coast Report, sponsored by Autumn Coats. Okay. Autumn Coats. What does it well, mean? Those of, you, those of you who were here last week heard me report about the uh, yeah. playing of this uh, Filipino card game right. and the Jamaican music in the giant clubhouse, even after losses, and that it was a concern. That was Thursday afternoon. <laughs> by Friday before the game, Gabe Kapler was fired as manager. Yeah, what happened? <laughs> Sounds like this has been going on for a while. Uh, they said a sports writer said that this was stopped a while ago. Uh, I I suggest that it was stopped about uh, 
couple of weeks ago in September when the Giants were in the second wild card position going into Colorado, the last place team, four games, and they blew the first, they lost Friday night and they blew the doubleheader Saturday. And yet they still had a chance to go into Arizona. If they could beat Arizona head to head, they would right be right back in it because no wild card team wanted to win. And as you can see, it's it is a wild, wild west. Well, they lost both those games, and I said, that's it, they're done. Well, the uh the stuff came out that uh uh there were players who were just having a good time and they were playing music and they didn't care whether or not the team won or lost. And there were some players, pretty much the leaders of the club, who spoke out. Uh, the decision to fire Kaplan came four days after after Webb, their, their top pitcher, uh, passionately spoke about the lack of a winning culture. And less than a week after Yastrzemski said, the Giants lack edge and should take more pride in our work. Wow. More specific complaints leaked out of the clubhouse. Uh, George Contost, who was a relief pitcher for the Giants when they were winning the championships, uh, is now like a analyst for NBC Bay Area, uh, basically said baseball players are creatures of habit. They need to know when batting practices. They need to know when fielding practices. They need to know when to report. When's the, when, when they need to get home and all that. And apparently uh, Tapla, who was known as a player's manager, but he was known as a hands-off player's manager. Is a player's manager like a Dusty Baker who can, who can converse with players no matter how old he is, how young they are. Tapla was a hands-off manager. Uh, he said he heard about the complaints and he referred to some of the anecdotes about post-game soundtracks or card games as a smoke screen. He shrugged it off. And uh, hmm. uh, he, uh, he, he basically said... Uh, what should I do? Should I just throw over, uh, you know, the, the, the face spread or what? He didn't think that was the way to uh, incite his players. But apparently the clubhouse was divided. Uh, apparently one of the players who I like, Jock Peterson, wasn't really interested in winning. He was interested in partying and playing the, 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 uh, the, the, the Filipino game afterwards. Jock will not be back next year. Uh, and uh, uh, someone from the club has said, we're starving for leadership. Yastrzemski described it as a fend-for-yourself atmosphere that somehow fell into place. Uh, and uh, ultimately, Kaplan took the, took the blame because there wasn't enough structure going on there. The players were left on their own, and... And Kapler, who when he first came, he instituted a strip platoon system, and then he went off that. But then he went back on it again, like like Yastrzemski would get a double in the third inning. But then the fifth inning, when they bring in a left-hander, he 
pinch hit for Yastrzemski, who's been hitting lately. Uh, the Dodgers do that, too. The Dodgers do a platoon system, too. But the caliber of players on the Dodgers is here. The Giants yeah. are here. <laughs> you know? I mean, uh, it's it's amazing. But uh, so this was a, wasn't a big surprise at all. Uh, what they're talking about is uh, uh, Farhan Zaidi had a uh, uh, an interview with KNBR local radio, and he says they're going to cast a wide net for managers. Take a look from within all their assistant coaches, and they had eighteen of them. Probably didn't even need half of them. Mm. They're gonna look from within. Uh, they're gonna consult with with, with certain players. Uh, I don't know if you guys know that, but Buster Posey has moved back to the Bay Area from uh, Georgia a few months ago, and he has an, a small ownership stake in the club. And he's one of the people who's going to be consulted on it. Uh, there's been names banding about Mike Matheny, the former manager, who played for the Giants, former manager of the Cardinals. There was a big thing about Bob Melvin, because Bob Melvin and his uh, general manager staying. in Padres, they don't Probably. talk, but they've announced that he's staying. So uh, there's one other person they were looking at whose name I forgot. All right, wrap it up. <laughs> All right. Howie, was it the manager of the A's, Mark Kotze? I, yeah, I read that. Mark yeah, I read Mark that. Mark Kotze. Yeah. yeah. There's another guy, another huh. guy who hasn't managed and whose name I forget, but it, it's a big possibility. I'm sorry. I lost the name. There's so many names being bandied about. More to come. What they need, is for the for next year they have a lot of pitchers in the minor league system. They're gonna trade for a hitter, and uh, and they need a lot more. Okay. So thank, thank you. A couple questions. of comments, and we move on. Uh, Michael. Yeah, uh, Howie. I noticed that the Giants pitching coach is uh, uh, Andrew Bailey, and which leads me to the question: uh, uh, David Getty was. Uh, one of their most uh, well-known pitching coach coaches. How uh, when when was he removed? Did he retire, or was he removed because of he wasn't doing such a good job? Uh he kind of retired. He kind of was picked upstairs. I don't know whether he wanted to or not. Uh, I forget when it happened. It could be after they won the the championships, and then the team went into a decline. Maybe it was around that time, at the end of Bochy's reign. Uh, but that's Interesting. It. Yeah. Anybody else, Gerald? Howie, uh, I'm just curious, what is the status of the two former ex-Mets, J.D. Davis and Conforto? Well, uh, Conforto was one of those people that they mentioned here. Conforto was in the game, got a double, and they went, oh, yeah, he's back. And then next thing you know, capital pinch for him because they bring in a lefty. Uh, Conforto supposedly is going to – he has a player's option to decline the second year, and where it's come out is he's going to decline it and look for another team. Mm -hmm. So he may come back to New York. And mm -hmm. Hanniger – 
so far staying with the team. You know, they didn't get their star. You know, the Giants for years, Mm. they've been working on the cheap, getting signing players who were injured and then had Mm. a great year with them. Uh, Kevin Bousman was a success story and he went on to Toronto. Mm. Carlos Rodon did very well and he was injured before, but then he got into the bend. (laughs) He's with the Yankees. So they need to aim higher and they got the money to. And like I said, attendance is down 26% since they last won uh, a playoff. Hmm. Okay. Anybody else for him? Joe? Yeah, I just wanted to say Casey Stengel once said that the secret to managing was keeping the guys who hate you away from the guys who weren't sure. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like <laughs> looks like Kapla failed on that level. Yeah, I, I... Was he was he the one who said there are ten guys who hate you, ten guys who love you, and you got to worry about the the, the other five? <laughs> so he might have like, said that too. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I but see. that's one of that's one of the things you got to keep the you got to keep it uh, from breaking up at the factions. Apparently, Kaplan couldn't do it. Yeah. Well, like I said, he was a hands off man. Yeah. Hands off the clubhouse, yeah. and they were on their own. Yeah, that, might, that might work on a team with with veteran star players yeah. who police the club, who police the clubhouse. Absolutely, themselves. the Giants are a real mixture of very very young players and older players. And unless the older players are are intelligent enough and caring enough to help the younger players, it's going to be a catastrophe. You know, they, they bring them back with- there, but uh, we'll see. They bring him back, Brandon Crawford. Brandon Crawford probably played his last game as a giant for sure. And I really doubt a pill. Who who is it? Brandon Crawford. I really doubt him. He's deciding whether he'll continue his career. I heard he's He's gone. I heard he's 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 a local boy in Pleasanton. I doubt if he'll sign with the other thing. Maybe he'll be signed as a coach. Maybe. Yeah. Okay, thank you for that. Joe, one more thing. We got to go. Totally separate subject. Are we going to talk about Trevor Bauer? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, what a story. Yes. Let's let's do that. What, you want well, you've, to- been wa- you've been watching videos, Gerald. <laughs> what, you want to sign Trevor right? Bauer? There was a great article in the Post about it today. Great article. What, they yeah. said ready to come back? What a, what a horn dog this woman is. Raleigh Toledo. That's incredible. <laughs> Hola, baby. Hola. Did you guys see the video? He's laying in bed with her, and it she was when she was supposed to be all beat up with a, with a broken face, and she has this smile on her face. Unbelievable. What the video? I don't like Menendez and his wife. All right, let's move on out of this area here. Let's get out of it. <laughs> Uh, my family in Virginia is just getting off a plane from Chicago now, so we'll see him next week. Roger, we're up to you. Roger's roundup in baseball. We'll do the baseball first, maybe we'll do the football second. Sponsored by Cabooses. What okay. do you think? <laughs> That's not bad. It could be worse. Better than a sewer, I guess, right? <laughs> what do you got? Well, as you guys have been watching, uh, the, the baseball uh, wildcard round went pretty quickly here. We got four yeah. sweeps right away, I mean. So uh, I, don't, I don't know if anyone was expecting that, but the Rangers kind of put away the Rays real quick. The Twins took care of the Blue Jays. Twins had, what, an 18-game postseason losing streak. 
and they hadn't won a series since 02, which I think when Santana was pitching for them. So uh, that's that's a long time. Yeah, Philly's Marlins and the uh, Diamondbacks over the Brewers. Oh, so he's, you know, yeah. best out of three and all four sweeps. So I don't know if, uh, you know, Major League Baseball was expecting that. I was expecting a few of these series to be closer. I know Mike was piping up. Yeah, he thought the Blue Jays would do better. And Yeah, I thought the Blue Jays were going to do far. Yeah. 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 They really. End of the season, though. Yeah. Yeah. Really went flat with that tough lineup. I was surprised, too. So next round, we're going to have the Rangers going to travel to Baltimore to play the Orioles. Twins are going to go to Houston, you know, play the uh, the cheating ass rows, right? Phillies Phillies and Braves, which should be a good one rematch from last year. And the Diamondbacks are going to play the Dodgers. I mean, those teams are pretty familiar with each other. So uh, yeah. they, 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 they got some good players there. Yeah. So they're going to kill the, the Diamondbacks. Second series is three out of five now, right? They went two out yeah. of five. Yeah. I think that's right. I think so. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Right. We move into the division round now, right? So just yeah. unlike the old days, you won the league and you went right to the World Series. You got a few sure. more to go. <laughs> so uh, that was fun if you were in New York in the 40s and 50s. Yeah. Yeah, really, yeah. but not fun if you were anywhere else. No, very true, very true. Right, like your season could end pretty, pretty early, I guess. Yeah. Sometimes, so Joe. <laughs> but um, anyway, uh, we talked about all the managerial changes. Um, I know the Mets had some other injuries. I know Jeff McNeil had a torn elbow ligament, but uh, I think they said he won't need surgery. Uh, Nimmo also hurt his shoulder. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Putting more salt in the wound. We talked about the Showalter situation. Epler yeah. just resigned. I mean, so you're right. It's uh, the thing with it's um, kind of went upside down. Vogelbach. Yeah, Vogelbach. Yeah, Melton, go ahead. Yeah, I just want to say what before you leave the Mets, you yeah. heard about uh, Joe Christopher. Yeah, I was going to get to that. I was going to get to All that. right. Very interesting. I had a great year. You want me to talk about it now? Or? No, we'll get to it. Okay. Let Roger finish. Yeah, a little side note there, and I, th- I think it was Michael showed, uh, I can't believe it's 18 years with Gary Cohn, Keith Hernandez, and yeah. Ron Darling. They put a little, gave a little tribute, you know, to their predecessors, you know, uh, Lindsey Nelson. Yeah, uh, they dressed like them. It was funny. Yeah. <laughs> yes. that, was, that was nice, nice, nice touch. Yeah, yeah, the plaid. Yeah, yeah. I always remember that plaid, the sport jacket. Lindsey had the best collection. <laughs> Let yeah. me ask you one question. Why was Bruce Bocci let go from the Giants right, right. after winning three World Series? I'll let Howie answer that one. <laughs> he retired. Yeah. yeah, but now he's back with Texas. Yeah, well, now he unretired. Good manager. They made him an offer he couldn't yeah, refuse. I think no. it only yeah. much. He must be a good manager. Yeah. <laughs> three World Championships. Yeah. Um, the wild thing during the towards the end of the season, I said Bryce Harper tossing his helmet into the stands. Good story. I think he was right. I mean, the pitch was definitely not a strike. I mean, the, the umpire clearly blew it, but he really lost his mind there. So I oh, heard he's honor. gone. Did anyone Angel read Hernandez, Angel? They t- they let him go. Finally. Really? Okay. Did they Finally. Let him go. Uh, Mark, there's, yeah. uh, there's more to the story. What happened yeah. was uh, he made a stupid call on on uh, on um, Harper, and he and he throws his his helmet to the stands, and a bunch of people jump for the for the for the helmet, and they all decided to give it to a little kid, and they gave it this to a ten year old boy, and one of the announcers sat down next to the little boy and interviewed him, and he was so happy, so proud, and next thing you know, security came by, and they asked for the helmet back. <laughs> Why the helmet back? Because Bryce Harper wanted it back. 
and he wanted it back to to autograph the helmet. Oh. And then they gave the helmet back to the kid, and the kid was a million dollars. Oh my god! Oh, yeah. You don't think Bryce Hop is a? He doesn't look like a nice guy, but I think he's a he nice is. guy. Yes, he is. He's like yes. a toughie. They they really got rid of Angel Hernandez. I, yeah. I read an article that they asked him. He's done. He's done. You, you, know. You, know, you know, he had a he had oh. sued Major League Baseball and got thrown out. Yeah, maybe he's maybe I read it wrong, but um, I haven't seen anything, Mark. Could be. We'll have a lot all right, of all right. Maybe I read the same thing, Mark. That they let him go. Yeah, yeah. Good. Yeah, they, they grade them very seriously now. You know, I'm sure they'll get the smart cards Terrible. now with every Terrible. game. <laughs> Terrible. Can I add to uh, yeah. Rogers baseball? Yeah. I have two things to add. Number one, uh, with the Yankees, lo and behold, the Saturday of the uh, last game, you know, next to the last day of the season, they tried to uh, put in Frankie awesome. Montez, and he actually was the winning pitcher. And that was uh, unbelievable. And it makes you kind of wonder what we're going to get out of Frankie Montez next year. Uh, he'll probably be a free agent. And the other weird thing with Yankee pitchers is Rodon. You would think that at the end of the season, he's going to go go back to his family and uh, and sit there and, and uh, enjoy his family. But he says, no, he's going to go away to some uh, retreat and just think about things for uh, who the hell knows how long. Then he'll go back to his family when he's all, already gotten over what happened during the baseball season. Yeah. Especially his last start, Mike. He didn't even record yeah. it. Oh, my God. Yeah, that I first inning. I have some stats on Carl Rodon <laughs> for this season. Oof. 14 starts, three and, eight, three and eight for a record, a 6.85 ERA, uh, 64.1 inning, 65 hits, 15 mm. homers, 64 uh, strikeouts, and 28 bases on balls. How are we And Mark, I mean, homers, homers one thing, he'll probably five. give you the finger. Yeah. Yeah, fifteen right. homers. Yeah. Is yeah. that all, Roger? A couple, just a few more. Yeah, the, Roger, uh, I don't want to get you off. Yeah, yeah the clo the closer that Felix Bautista of the Orioles is going to need Tommy John surgery, so that was mm -hmm. kind of bad timing for them. Mm -hmm. They were trying to like, make him get make it through the playoffs, but it wasn't it didn't happen. Mm -hmm. um, Marlins, it was their fourth playoff berth in the in their history. Diamondbacks' first playoff, you know, berth since twenty seventeen. I don't know if Mark will – I know we mentioned uh, Tim Wakefield test. Yeah. 57. Got to have that also. We get there, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Francona we talked about. Uh, that Royce Lewis homered in his first two uh, postseason at-bats, that was that was kind of a rare thing for the Twins. Mm -hmm. yeah. We can save that for a trivia question, the other two guys who did that. Um, and only 10 guys are probably – Recorded multi-homer games in a playoff debut, so that was pretty good. Uh, we all were laughing about the Rays drawing the smallest non-pandemic crowd since 1919. So, I mean, that's – I mean, I don't get it. Team won 90 – getting a new stadium. They, they yeah, the stadium was virtually empty. Yeah. 19,000 game one, 20,000 game two. Yeah. And the new so stadium. About, yeah, about Nevin leaving, and the Angels will have their fifth manager in seven seasons. So, right. a, lot, a lot of turnover there. So. Yeah. Right, Gerald. This is a, a strictly minutia, but I want to ask the question anyway. <laughs> I've never, I've never seen a player, an active player in the dugout, eat a sandwich. They have sunflower seeds, uh, maybe <laughs> peanuts, uh, water, Gatorade. But Dela Cruz is eating a sandwich on. I think it was on national TV. Oh. I thought you. I thought. 
players have certain uh, disciplines when they can eat, when they can't eat. And he wasn't playing that game. But I, I, I just don't understand that. Which Dela Cruz? Which Byron? The one on the Reds or the one yeah. on the uh, Marlins? One of the Reds. Marlins? I didn't. I didn't. I didn't see that. I didn't hear that. Up to the manager once again. Manager's room. All right. Uh, thank you, Roger. We'll try to get back to you on the football. I before you... hey, baseball is more interesting. <laughs> about baseball. Isn't that amazing? That's right. That's right. So the Rangers, of course, are playing the Orioles, and they had a game. The game is coming up on Saturday. Read this today. Uh, the game was moved to one o'clock. Why? Because there's a mm-hmm. Billy Joel and Stevie Nicks concert <laughs> in the arena, which is right next door to the stadium. Oh, parking lot where the Ravens play. Yeah, where the Ravens. So uh, I think that was pretty cool. Cool. Hmm. Did someone say who? Yeah, we see it. We see it out here in the morning in yeah. the West Coast, ten a.m. Yeah. Right. Like Freddie Freeman. Freddie Freeman. He's a Hall of Famer to be. I think his stats are year after year. Yeah. Fifty-nine yeah. doubles this year. Who's One that? Short of the all-time. Mm-hmm. Something has done. Seven years. Freddie Freeman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Freddie Freeman. Freddie Freeman. Golden, yeah. Golden Glove. And you know they they had a review of the uh, the new rules this year. They kind of like the rules. Faster games, average time two forty, faster by twenty four minutes from the previous year, more steals. They like that except, aspect. Except on the Giants, only twenty three from Pyro Estrada. It's another thing. They can't steal and they can't run and they can't <laughs> field. Other than that, they're all right. <laughs> see the uh, Miguel Cabrera, Cabrera uh, tribute. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was Saturday. They they honored him before the game, mm-hmm. and they gave him this huge twenty-four. I don't know what they call it. Uh, not a trophy. It was like really huge, and it's going to be a permanent fixture in uh, where do they play? Comerica Field. Yeah, like a yeah. statue. Well. Okay. Like a sign, but it was uh, made up of baseballs. Mm-hmm. Lots and lots of baseballs. If you want to, like, Google it, Miguel Cabrera's twenty-four uh, gift that the uh, that the team gave him. Uh, Hall of Fame in five years. We know that, right? Three thousand five hundred home runs. First ballot. First ballot. Uh, Gerald, this is a question for Joe. I've been de- debating with friends about Lindor. He didn't show up, in my opinion, in the first half of the season. He didn't. He a, you look at his raw numbers for the whole season. It looks like he had a good year. Yep. Yeah. He put it. He put it together in the last half of the year, but it was the first half of the year that cost them. Yes. They never recovered that June. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Seven yeah. and nineteen, I think. Yeah. Uh, You're right. He wasn't and- there the whole, and that's when I thought that Showalter just didn't have the sense of urgency. That he needed. Right. Okay. And there were some injuries, of course. Yeah. Uh, injuries occur. We know that. But everything. Yeah. But just about everybody. Just about everybody's average was with, down. He's going down the back right. first. With him gone, Robinson did a fine job. And they trade him. 
No, Diaz, 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 the loss of Diaz was major, major mm-hmm. hit. Yeah. I don't care how yeah, they tried to, uh, That's right. I don't care how they tried to spin it, but you don't replace a guy like Diaz. Yeah, Diaz. Oh, no. This guy in the minor leagues, you might have write his name down. His name is Jet with two T's. Jet Williams. Right. Minor leaguer who's he rose this year from low A to double A. And he wants to be with the big team in 2024. He's a shortstop slash outfielder. You know, he's not playing shortstop. No. He's a little guy, five foot six. Yeah. Like, uh, like the one. Like Altuve. 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 five foot five. He's like the second baseman. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And congrats to Bobby Witt Jr. 30 homers, 49 yeah. steals, 10 triples. Wow. For the, mm. for the lowly. Kansas City Royals. Yeah. I, I think when his time for free agency, he's going to jump to a uh, a good team. He'll be a, a definitely a pickup, nice pickup. Uh, and of course, we said about uh, Wakefield, Wakefield uh, dying, Tim Wakefield, yeah. knuckleballer with the Red Sox, but he was known for giving up Aaron Boone, Boone Aaron in two thousand three in the eleventh inning on the first bridge. He died of brain cancer, but it was reported by Kirk Schilling a few days earlier. Some people don't like that. Uh, he was drafted by the Pirates as a first baseman. And he set records in college as a home run hitter. <laughs> wow. Well, that wow. happened because he was converted to a, bit, a pitcher. And then he went to uh, knuckleball. I learned it in the minors. He won over 200 games. Not too many players yeah. win 200 games. Mm-hmm. 186 with the uh, the Red Sox. Uh, Red Sox. Red Sox. Roger Clemens had more. Uh, let's see what else I have on him. Of course, he won the World Series twice with the Red Sox. He was an all-star. He's the second oldest all-star to be selected. Behind anyone now? Wait, well, huh? No, Satchel Page they have down here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, no one knows how old he was. <laughs> uh, he was seven to win shy of Clemens's total um, with the uh, the Red Sox, and then we said Joe Christopher, original Met. They yeah. picked him up in the expansion draft. Yeah, uh, he was eighty-seven years old. He spent four seasons with the Met. Yeah, started with the uh, the Pirates. Right. And he did play on the 1960 championship game. Got one at bat. Hit by Bob Turley. Was he hit by Bob? Bob Turley right. hit him, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he was used as a pinch runner or or uh, a sub in the outfield at the end of the game. Um, just a name. You know, nothing spectacular. He had 29 home runs in his career. Look, in, in 64, he did hit 300 for the Mets. That's yeah, I think, I, I think Kevin and Ron Hunt both hit 300 for the Mets that year. Yeah. Who did? Kevin and Ron well, Hunt. He went to the Red Sox, he finished his career. But now with his death, there are only 10 living Mets from that first season. 62. Hmm. Want to play the game? Who are they? Uh, Ray uh, Bull. Jay, Jay Hook. One. Jay Kuzman. Hook. Jay Hook. Jay Hook is two. Kuzman. No. He was an original man. Hey, Galen Sisko. Galen Sisko. Sisko is still alive. Chris Canizero? Chris, no. No? No, it's no. Felix Mantilla. 
Felix Mantia. Very. Yeah. Joe yeah. Ginsburg. No, I think Joe is dead. Larry Burright. No, not listed. Yeah. Craig Anderson, pitcher. Cliff Cook, third oh. baseman. Rick Hersher, the third baseman. And Jim Marshall. Jim Marshall. Jim Marshall and Ken McKenzie, who oh, had yeah. a winning record that nineteen. Right. It was five and four out of the yeah. bullpen. Yeah, McKenzie was at the when, they, when the Mets had an old timers day game last year. I, think he I know. Here's a picture of him and Willie Mays. I don't know if you could see it. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. What are they McKenzie. doing? They're just saying, holding up bats. Yeah, Ken McKenzie. Okay. Mm. Uh, Roger, you have some football news for us. If you want it. If you have it, I'm, I'm up to you now. Nah, we love it. Ignored you the last three weeks. I know. <laughs> I, I won't go back all the way back. I mean, it was some. Uh... You have any news or no? If you don't, yeah, no. yeah. Well, I, I guess we we talked the Jets and Giants to death. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see here. I mean, a, lot, a bunch of these rookie quarterbacks kept getting hurt. I mean, although I think Bryce Young and Anthony Richardson have returned. You know, a lot of these concussion protocol kind of yeah. thing. Uh, the Raiders had that uh, defensive end that Chandler Jones was arrested for protective order violation. They since released him. I don't think he even played for them this year. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, NFL um, and, and the union, they revised the gambling policy. And uh, I know a guy in the Lions, the wide receiver, Jameson Williams, got reinstated. And a Titans offensive lineman, Nicholas Petit Frere, also got reinstated. But a whole bunch of other guys, you know, got let go and got banned. Um, Bill's cornerback, uh, Tredavious White got a torn Achilles. So he's, you know, like, uh, Aaron Rodgers, he's, he's done for the season. Um, Giants, I know Fred was up on this sign and offensive lineman, Justin Pugh to the practice squad is, I guess they're getting desperate to find anybody to help with the offensive line, I guess. He just drafted by them a few years ago. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what he has left in the tank, but I guess they're, they're willing to try. Uh, Chargers traded cornerback uh, J.C. Jackson to the Patriots because um, that first-round pick that Christian Gonzalez uh, had a torn labrum or something, and he's out for the season. They had a lot of injuries, the Patriots. Um, Broncos released their pass rusher, Randy Gregory, uh, and he had signed a five-year, $70 million deal before the 2022 season. So it sounds like they, they're looking to go younger or something. I mean, that was kind of a, that's a lot of money to pay a guy, and you just release him after one year. But um, I think most of it's not guaranteed. Yeah. Not guaranteed. Okay. Yeah, I didn't see anything that said anything guaranteed on that. Yeah. Uh, Thursday, Thursday night, I mean, who would have figured the Lions are becoming like a dominant team? I mean, three, yeah. three touchdowns by running back David Montgomery. They really dominated the Packers. I mean, that's – you didn't see that very – 121 yards rushing. Um, the uh, I think Howie had a good a picture. That's a T-shirt, the guy in the uh, – MetLife Stadium was wearing about the Jets. Just, <laughs> just endure the suffering. <laughs> and we do. And we do. That's the long suffering. Fifty something years and counting. Oh my God, that's that's tough. I think that was most of the, most of the currents. I mean, uh, Nick Chubb is kind of old news, but it wasn't his injury. wasn't as bad as they thought it was going to be. It was just a MCL tear. I mean, bad enough, but it wasn't. <laughs> More, but I mean, a lot, a lot of these crazy injuries lately. Yeah. Uh, if you play fantasy, it kills you. I, I, oh yeah. You gotta have a lot of protection. I know Mike had that good uh, picture of uh, Dak Prescott's uh, tattoo on his leg there. 
that was uh, dedicating it to his mom, his brother, to Kobe, and to Muhammad Ali. <laughs> Biggest tattoo I think I've ever seen. But yeah. uh, uh, I think that's about it. We talked about the, the Dolphins uh, prior week with the 70 points, but they got kind of dominated by the Bills last week. So Who would have known? Who would have yeah. known? Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing, right? And but those fantasy guys, two guys had what four touchdowns, Mark. I mean, <laughs> and you know uh, what they say? What, what did Warner Wolf used to say? And Taylor Swift was at the game. <laughs> he would always show people the game. And Aaron Rodgers was at the game. <laughs> this is like Mike is saying they, they know how to market all these things. This is we've been about Taylor Swift. Travis Kelsey yeah. addressed NBC for covering the Swift. The Taylor Swift so many times in, in the stand <laughs> says, This is getting ridiculous. Stop. <laughs> Keep to the game. <laughs> I don't believe that one. Michael. I just want to say that, you know, I don't mean to gloat or brag, but everybody on the podcast knows that I pushed the uh, fact that the Jets will cover that spread uh, at that particular game. And, and sure enough, they did. Uh, it's the same. You know, every, everybody was killing the, the Jets, and, and it was like uh, you get so angry sometimes. And it, I just felt in my guts and in my blood that the Jets are going to win. And I even I had a hunch that uh, Wilson is going to have a halfway decent game, which leads to the question, does anybody think that the Giants will cover this Sunday? It's the same <laughs> thing happening. What's the spread? I think it's nine and a half again. <laughs> It's 11 and a half now. Who are they playing? <laughs> in Miami. Week, it's 11 and a half. In Miami? Yeah. Oh, it's 11 and a half. Oh, Dolphins coming off a loss, too. Remember, yeah. you, could score, you could score on the Dolphins, though. Yeah. yeah. The Jets play just as good a team. Even the Giants. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then you got to watch the – um... The Giants are covered. Nobody. No. no. Uh, Joe, you comment? Joe has comment. Yeah, I do. I, I just it's, it's interesting that the two best quarterbacks in the league, Mahomes and Allen, both had sloppy games against the Jets. Mm-hmm. They did? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. You think they took them too lightly, or it was just one of those things? Wow, maybe the Jets I, I think, they, I think maybe it's the Jets' it's defense. defense. I mean, I don't know. I'm just saying that they looked, uh, you know, they looked. Uh, they both looked sloppy against the. Uh, well, I had the Jets, the Jets defense in my fantasy to open the season up because everyone was talking the defense, yeah. one of the greatest of all time, and then I, I wasn't getting any points with their defense the first couple. Uh, of games. So I got rid of the Jets and I went to the Seahawks. Had a great game last weekend, right? The the, the Seahawks at twenty four to three against the Giants. No Smith. Oh, Smith. The pick six and Gino this and that. And the, this, the sacks, but now, of course, the Seahawks are off this week. <laughs> the, the buys are starting this week. Wow. So uh, I, I went back to the Jets for this week. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody else has the Jets. Yeah. So I take the Jets. Then you guys <laughs> see the animated game on, on, uh, on oh. Disney with that oh. game in uh, London over the weekend. Anybody turn on the Disney Plus? I was away on Sunday. I could not see I it. I saw it in the diner for breakfast. I saw a little of it. Yeah, it was a cute, right? For the kids, right? Yep. That'd very cute. cute. That'd be cute. Play but they did that they, they did that for hockey. They did that for hockey last year on ESPN Plus. Yeah. It was very cool in hockey yeah. too. Yeah. How about Khalil Mack getting six sacks alone 
against Las Vegas. An animal. An animal. Uh, uh, you're muted. Fred, you got a comment? Fred? You're muted. Comment about the, about the Jets. I heard read in today's paper that DJ Reed is in the uh, concussion protocol. And they're, they're not sure if he's going to be able to play Sunday against the Giants uh, Broncos. 49 to 10. <laughs> and you got their defense. All right. I got their defense. That's how I'm it again. Screw it again. Gerald, I have a question. So Jones Jones was uh, was sacked ten or eleven times. What quarterback has the record for the most times being sacked in a game? Wow, who is it? I don't know. So I'm asking. <laughs> Got to be like Archie Manning or something. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah, that was like that. Sack, the one of the Detroit Lions quarterbacks. <laughs> Yeah, right. Joey Where's Harrington. Yeah. And one other thing that Roger could cover to cover uh, how uh, Jamal Adams felt when he was put into concussion protocol. Yeah. That's something to cover. Yeah. And, yeah. and there's one other th short thing about this Sunday's Jet game. And that you know is? is Wilson will be the winning quarterback. Hmm. Oh, there's two Wilsons. There's two Wilson. Right. I have the other one. <laughs> Jamal, Adams wanted, Jamal Adams wanted to beat up the doctor who was taking him out for uh, uh, concussion. Yeah. So in college, we watch college football: Georgia, Michigan, Texas, Penn, uh, Michigan, Texas. Uh, who's number four? Let's say Ohio State is in there. Ohio, right? Ohio State, okay. Penn State, Penn State. I think is five and zero also. In Washington, there are a lot of teams. Yeah, five and zero, oh, I believe at this. There's time. seventeen teams in Division One who have undefeated. Right, that's really good. And uh, let's see what else I had here: the USFL and the XFL. If you care, they're going to be merging. They're going to merge. Okay. One league, spring Pile it away, Mark. <laughs> Russ Francis, former yeah. tight end from the Patriots and the 49ers. Yeah. Died in a plane crash that he was yeah. piloting, uh, died upon takeoff. He took off, and then something happened. The plane just crashed the other end of the, uh, the runway. Three-time Pro Bowler, won the Super Bowl with the 84 49ers, returned to the Patriots in 87. He was drafted, I think, by the, uh, the Patriots. Uh, retired one year later, first-round pick in 75. He played with them till 1980, the franchise all-decade team in the 1970s, and there were 394 receptions and 40 touchdowns. Back in those days, everyone knew about Russ Francis. Dominant tight end, yeah. 70, yeah. He was good. 70 years ago. And then there was a man named John Gordon, 83 years old. No one really knows this guy at all. At all. Died of Alzheimer's. He was the artist who designed the G for the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> he was an artist, a young art student, and he designed the Green Bay Packers distinctive G. He went to St. Norbert College. I have no idea where that is. Fred, you probably Wisconsin. Know that. <laughs> 1981, he was working as an assistant for the, Pac the Packers equipment manager. And when he was offered a chance to design the team logo under Vince Lombardi, he designed the G in a football shape, and it's been modified over the years uh, to the current oval G. So John Gordon, 83 years old, lived a nice, nice life.
And you want to play the uh, the college game, or you want to go on to basketball? Gerald, do you have your hand raised? What? Yeah, I just wanted to say something. So I looked up the uh, record for most sacks uh, quarterback uh, having in a game, 12. I just lost it, but uh, I think McNabb, Burt Jones, and one other quarterback share the record, 12 in a game. Burt Jones. Burt Jones, wow. He was wow. a good quarterback. Yeah. Ultimate yeah. Liberty playing the the, uh, Aces for the the championship. They start on Sunday. Sunday. Are they playing three out of five? Three out of five. First first two games in Las Vegas, next two in Brooklyn, and then the final in Las Vegas. The St. John's basketball schedule was released with Mm -hmm. Martino, of course. They're playing eight games in Madison Square Garden, six versus the Big East. One game at Barclays, two games at USB Arena, five only five games at Luke Honeseca, uh a gym, right. and eleven away games. I thought that'd be interesting. Yes. And you have, what's the you have more basketball news, uh, Fred? No, not too much. Well, training camp started this week. First exhibition game was today. Uh, Dallas and Minnesota are playing in Abu Dhabi. <laughs> I was watching a little bit of that game. Nick Nick Nixon. Knicks are playing uh, Celtics Monday night, and the Nets are playing in Las Vegas against the Lakers, and the season starts um, October 24th. That's about it. You know. That's it. That's and, and hockey season starts next week. Yeah. Yeah, and Ben Simmons says he's good to go, Fred. Who yeah, is- we'll see that. Oh, ben Simmons, yeah. We'll see that. Uh, we'll see. We'll they see. just announced yesterday that Morocco, Portugal, and Spain were going to host the 2030 World Cup plus awarding South America, Argentina, Paraguay, and Uruguay three opening games. It's the first time they have all these multiple – three continents. The World Cup in 2030. Interesting. First time ever, multiple continents like that. Uh, I saw a video. Try playing this game. Tennis on ice. Uh, if you want to see that, just Google tennis on ice. And I saw it on TV over the weekend. They, ESPN and other stations, they play these highlight. When's the last time you saw a highlight? Years ago. Years wow. ago. Oh, back yeah. from Bridgeport. From Bridgeport, Connecticut. The Froton. Right. Remember the right. Froton? Yeah. Channel Froton. 9. Highlight. Yeah, remember that? The national championship of highlight. <laughs> you know, uh, Mark. In uh, in, in Holy, Pennsylvania, on Lake Wellampupik, they have a golf tournament, or they have golf on the frozen lake in January or February. That's also pretty cool. And and I and I heard this one, the World Cup of Cricket. Now again, I have no <laughs> clue how to play cricket. Any of you people know how to play? I'll give you the full hour to explain it to us, but you probably don't. It's coming to Nassau County. A stadium is being built in Eisenhower Park. Oh, oh boy. Temporary, My old hometown. Temporary 34,000-seat arena, mostly wow. behind the aquatic center near the Harry Chapin Theater. It's a large open field now. Ooh. Construction is set for January for June. Cool. Cricket is the most viewed international wow. sport in the world. The Ooh. cricket fields are larger than baseball fields. The stadium will be dismantled after the tournament. They're not holding the uh, – uh, will only host four or five games, but not the semis or the finals. Yeah, they got cricket fields in Cunningham Park. 
Right. I was about to say that, Fred. Yeah, exactly. And another sport, I don't know if you people ever watch this. I, I thought it was called paddle, but it's called padel. What? Have ever you seen the sport called? I've heard of it. I haven't really yeah, seen it. P-A-D-E-L. I said paddle, paddle, paddle. Yeah. Lo and behold, it's on TV yesterday. The, the padel championship. It's a racket sport. Origin is Mexico. Played in doubles or uh, in a closed court, slightly smaller than the doubles tennis court. Scoring system is similar to tennis, but rules, strokes, and techniques are different. The balls are similar to tennis balls, but slightly smaller with less pressure. The court has walls, and balls can be placed off the wall like squash. The rackets are stringless bats, what they call them, but they're really like paddles. Oh, that's sort of like paddle ball. And the scoring is like they have a golden point at the end. <laughs> that's like that's like deuce. And whoever whoever gets the point, the golden point, uh, the the receiving team chooses to serve when it comes to deuce and to serve to the left or to the right. <laughs> yeah, that's, the, that's different. Crazy game. golden point. Whoever gets it wins. Not like two points after deuce. Yeah. Sudden death. That is all I have for people today. Comments. I just wanted to mention some very quickly uh, regarding uh, the record for being sacked in a game. Uh, a quarterback, twelve sacks in a game. Donovan McNabb, Warren Moon, and Burt Jones share the record. Some good quarterbacks. There they go. Yeah. 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 Anytime. Anytime. All right. It's time for trivia here at On the Mark Sports Talk. We got about ten minutes, a little right. less, so let's just shoot right through these. Milton, Fred, Robert and Milton. Michael. Robert Milton. Okay, if 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 we covered this last week, I'll ask a different one. Who, when Bobby Thompson hit the home run, what happened to the guy who who was on third base, and why was he on third base? Monty Irvin. Not hurt. No. no. Oh, it's an interesting story. Don Mueller slid into third base and broke his ankle. Yeah. They put in Clint Hartung yeah. as the pinch runner who was baby. known as the Hondo Hurricane. Clint Hartung. He was on third base because Don Mueller broke his ankle sliding in. I just thought, you know. And uh, one more. Who has, holds the most uh, World Series rings in baseball history? Yogi Berra. Yogi Berra. Yogi Berra. And who won the most uh, World Series? Which manager won the most World Series? Casey Stengel. Casey Stengel. Hey, Matt, Casey Stengel. No. John McCarthy. Joe McCarthy, seven. Casey Stengel, seven also. Thank uh, you. Yeah. Even. All right. All right. I wonder who caught their home run ball, the Bobby Thompson home run ball. I don't know, but that's an interesting trivia question. I don't know. All right, Michael, then Fred, and then uh, Howie. Okay. Name a company that still exists today where the owner back in 1909 originated and designed the New York Yankee logo. So who oh. do you want the name of the person? Wilson. Name the company. company. That's Wilson. company today, whose oh. owner back in 1909 designed the New York Yankee logo. Rawlings oh. Sporting Goods. 
No, the company still exists. You can find Hold it. it. Uh, you can find one branch on Fifth Avenue. Branch on Fifth Avenue. Mm. 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 Sachs. You're in the Sachs. right. I think it's. I think it's across the street from Sachs. Oh, no. <laughs> what is it? Time's sake. We don't know. Tiffany. Oh, really? Louis Tiffany created the the uh, logo in 1909. The NY, <laughs> the NY, NY. All right, Fred. Okay, what current NBA player is has is third in most consecutive games played, and who is one and two? Kerr. Current NBA player, he's third, and third. But who who's ahead of him? One and two. Oh, one's a god, right? Um. Number two was a guard, yeah. Yeah, what's his name? That's the question. John Stockton? <laughs> and number, no, no. Oh, somebody else, yeah. <laughs> not, not, um, not, well, not well known to the, unless you're a, somewhat of a basketball fan. Was AC Green one? AC Green, AC Green is one with 1,192 games. He's one. He's one. He's autographed. Number two. Two is, I'll tell you, I'll give it to you. Randy Smith. That's nine hundred and six, and there's a current guy who's three. He's currently at three hundred and ninety-two games. <laughs> oh, so Kerr wasn't number three? No, no, no. This guy's currently playing. Okay. Oh, currently. Okay. Was part, of a, was, part of a tra- was part of a trade at the trade in, in the, at the trading deadline or close to the trading deadline last year. Um, With the guess, this guy is that the question? Yeah. That's the question. Who, yeah, who has 392 consecutive yeah, games? You're going to tell us for time's sake. I'm uh, uh, Mikkel, Br- Mikkel Bridges. Oh. Never, would have, never would have thought that. And the Nets. Yeah. 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 Nets. Nets. All right, Howie. Okay, who holds the record for most RBIs for a leadoff hitter? Ricky wow. Henderson. Ricky, Ricky Henderson. Henderson. No. It's not Henderson? No. <laughs> Bobby Bonds. How about no. Rod Carew? Nope. Really? You're talking about career, Howie, right? Not in the what? season, right? Career. career, right? What? No. In a season. Most RBIs oh. by a leadoff hitter in a season. Oh. At, at Wilson, no. No, no. no. What era? What, is it current era? Leadoff hitter. Uh, actually, three of the top five did it this year. Oh. Hmm. Wow. George Springer on there? Was Ronald Acuna or not? Was he in leadoff hitter? Springer had 96. Acuna had 106. He's second. Hmm. Wow. Second. Acuna's second? Acuna's second. Where was Springer? Third? Springer had uh, 96. Uh, I'm not even sure if it was this year. No, he played for Houston. Yeah, he gets hurt a lot. Are you Altuve? Let's see, Altuve, yeah. No. No, Altuve at 83, the most. Who was Lito Fitter for Houston? Wasn't Tucker. No, Tucker. It's kind of obvious. (laughs) If it's not Acuna leading off, who else is the top Lito Fitter in the majors? And he has 107 RBIs. Couldn't have been bets. 
We're all drawing a play. Mookie Betts. The record is Mookie Betts 107, oh. Acuna 106. Really? Charlie Blackman did it with Colorado Blackman. 103. Marcus Semyon did it this year with 100. And back in the day, Darren Erstead did it for Anaheim with 100. No one else has 100 RBIs as a leader. That's a good one. That's pretty unusual. Yeah. Soriano had 99 one year for the Yankees. And no more had 98 for the Red Sox one year. Hmm. Where have you gone? No more. What city has did the most Super Bowls? What city has... What city has hosted the most Super Bowls? Los Angeles. Los Angeles third. Pasadena. Los Angeles eight. That's third. Miami eleven is the first. How about who was second? Detroit. No, no, no. New Orleans. Orleans. New Orleans ten. Tampa four. Phoenix three. Plus, I think this year that the Super Bowls in Phoenix gotta make them all. All right. Few more questions from Michael. Michael. All right, Michael. Okay. Uh, and he won the he was the winning pitcher in the nineteen seventy one All Star Game, and he was also the winning pitcher in the nineteen eighty one All Star Game. In the nineteen seventy one All Star Game, he was the winning pitcher for the American League, and in the nineteen eighty one All Star Game, he is the winning pitcher for the National League. The only pitcher who's ever done that. Name him. Vita Blue. Yes, sir. Right? I took it out of my pocket. There we go. I took it out of something else. Where'd you get that? How'd you know that? That's pretty good. I'm not as dumb as I look. No, that's good. Who else? I got one. Go ahead, Tom. Miguel Cabrera hit 511 home runs. And had 624 doubles in his career. Name the four other ball players who have hit at least 500 homers and have 600 doubles. Name the four. They're all retired. Oh. Alex Rodriguez. No. no. Hank Aaron. 755, 624. Willie Mays. No. No. Jimmy Fox. Nope. Ted Williams? Nope. <laughs> More recent. More recent. Guys we know? I mean, like, they way back when they... Uh, the no. All in the last 20 years. Oh, okay. three, the three of them. The One just retired last oh. year. Carl Yastrzemski? No. No. Oh, Albert Pujols? Pujols. 703 homers, 686 oh. RBIs. 686 double, excuse me. Oh. Two more. What team? We're okay. Uh, Red Sox. Jim Rice? Jim Rice. No, no David Ortiz. One homers. Thirty-two doubles. And finally, Bonds. Seven sixty-two oh. homers. Six hundred and one doubles. Oh. Good man. All right, guys. Bye. We have to say bye. Thank you for oh, show number you. 79. Next week, 180. 180. 180. Mm. Next week. We'll do 180, Mark. Guy times 10. And we're not doing a circle. Half a circle. Half a circle. 
<laughs> Have a great week. You Watch too, Mark. Thank you. Thank you, Mark. Educated. Thank you, Mark. Bye, guys. Take care, Jeff. And be well. Bye, everybody. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. On the show. Bye, bye, guys. Have a good night. Stay safe.